welcome to Let's Just Talk About It. In this episode of Let's Just Talk About It, we get to hear from an NHS Early Pregnancy Unit Specialist Nurse, Esther. Here, you will gain an insight into the medical facts and figures around miscarriage. Esther has over 25 years experience in dealing with patients who have suffered early pregnancy loss. This episode will help you to put into perspective your own experience from a medical standpoint too. Hello, Esther. Hello. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. It's lovely to have you. Esther, can you tell us a bit about what you do and what EPAGU is? I work as a nasonographer at an early pregnancy and acute gynecology department. This department, actually, the name reflects what exactly we do at our department. We look after women who come with early pregnancy-related problems before they reach 18 weeks. And we also look after women that have uh, gynecological emergencies or problems ranging from pelvic pain, bleeding, battling cysts or abscesses or any emergencies in gynecology. That's what we look after in our unit. That sounds like a very important task for all of us women. So thank you. Today, obviously, our topic is on miscarriage. I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions about that. My research suggests that one in four women experience miscarriage. So it seems quite important we inform our listeners about how common it is, firstly. How many cases do you see at your clinic per month, for instance, and what could you tell us about how common it is? Early pregnancy miscarriages are indeed very common. Statistics show that one in four women experience early pregnancy miscarriages. If you look at the number of women in their reproductive age, this is a huge number. In our clinic, the number of women suffering from miscarriages that we see every month varies from month to month. For example, in the month of April this year, we saw about 90 women. And in the month of May, we saw about 85 women that had early miscarriages. And in June, we saw 64 women. So this just reflects how common it is. Yeah, that's quite high, actually. I had no idea that it was so common myself. And I also understand that under the age of 30, the chances of miscarriages are greatly reduced. It's 1 in 10, and between the ages of 35 to 39, which is when most women in Britain get pregnant, it increases to 2 in 10. Is it seen, does this strike you as something to do with genetics? Is that true? Is there a reason for this? I will start with the statistics. According to the Royal College of uh, Obstetrics and Gynecology, the chances of miscarrying for women between 30 and 35 years is about 15%, which is roughly 3 in 20. And between 35 years and 40, the chance increased to 25%, which is 1 in 4 women. And between 40 and 44 years, the miscarriage rate rises to 51%, which is almost one in two women. And all women over the age of 40, 45 years and over, the chances of miscarriage rises to 93%. So indeed, it is true that as we 
as the maternal age advances, it is associated with a decline in the number of eggs that are produced and also the quality. That's why early miscarriages are usually associated with the older the women are with their ages, yes. So that's another reason for us to get started quickly with our baby-making process, I guess. I think the answer for that will be yes. (laughs) Could I ask you, so there are obviously various ways of safe miscarriage in the UK. And uh, could you tell us what these are? And we are actually free to choose. I would want to emphasize that the options of management of a miscarriage varies also with the trust. Some trusts may offer some type of miscarriages that are slightly different from the other in that there are some uh, clinics that are not offering what we call medical because maybe they haven't introduced. But where I work, there are three main options that are offered and they are all safe. These are namely expectant management. And uh, do you want me to expand on that? Or? Sure, just maybe a line or two. Yeah, this is uh, when uh, certain women just decide that uh, they would like their body to take control of their whole situation and they want a natural type of uh, miscarriage which happens spontaneously without any intervention. And the second option is called medical management where medication is offered that medication just speeds up the process of miscarrying and the two categories are managed as outpatient and we'll follow them up with scans after about three weeks. The third option is called surgical management, which can be done in two ways. It can be done under general anesthetic or under a local anesthetic. I think that puts some of the worries to rest. One that A lot of women have miscarriages and two, that there are very safe and tested ways available to us in the UK for us to choose from. Obviously, it is quite an intense procedure. It is difficult on the body, the mind and on the emotions. After the procedure, what aftercare tips would you offer as advice to women when it comes to their diet, for instance, or just general recuperation? On the physical aspect of it, because it is also very quite emotionally to go through a miscarriage. On the physical, we're talking about uh, a good health, a healthy diet and having some rest because your body needs to recuperate. When we're talking about exercises, gentle exercises as well, allowing yourself, your body to, to recover. Then folic acid, we always advise women that are planning to get pregnant is uh, soon after a miscarriage to just continue with their folic acid, which is really good for preventing fetal abnormalities like spinal bifida. And also for some women that may be drinking or smoking, it's a good idea to try and stop smoking and drinking to give yourself a good chance of having a successful pregnancy and be in a good health to conceive again. I think it's like from my own personal experience and also speaking to a few women who have shared their experience with me, it's sort of uh, become quite clear that at this time there's a lot of self-care that's needed, a lot of self-love, a lot Mm -hmm. of healthy foods 
and uh, just treating yourself well for a week yeah and taking the time off work which i think a lot of women can't get but to make sure they get that so that was very good thank you what about on the sort of mental and emotional side are there counseling services that people can access either privately or perhaps through the miscarriage association i will mention what we normally do in a way at my wake up place we refer women that uh, we always make sure that they are aware that there is help out there we've got a leaflet on the department where they can also get counseling following a miscarriage which is called the central london seat pregnancy and counseling and psychotherapy department we've got the addresses for those that need them and an email address and also a card for the miscarriage association we find the miscarriage association website very useful for women as well and there are meetings that they can also attend to to share their experiences with other women that have gone through miscarriages and these are uh, meetings we there will be some members of staff from uh, the miscarriage association to give them guidance so that is uh, what is out there so it's all individualized you find many women they differ in the way they experience miscarriages and how they need so it's how they feel hmm. but this information is made available for them to choose yes absolutely and it sounds like we're quite well equipped really here in uh, the UK especially in uh, you know the big cities we have the miscarriage association we can turn to the nurses are great mm-hmm. at all the units we have all the medical procedures everyone explains everything to you so it seems like we're well taken care of now just on on the personal front you gave me and my husband much encouragement uh, when we had our miscarriage what would you say to a family experiencing miscarriage at this moment what could they do to find hope experiencing a miscarriage is a very emotionally traumatic experience because even research shows that losing a pregnancy even at 5 weeks can be as traumatic as losing a pregnancy at term the impact is the same this is by the mere reason that as soon as a woman knows that she is expecting she begins to bond with the baby mm. so it is the break of this bond or a miscarriage that happens when you have bonded with the baby that the trauma comes in so dealing with emotional stress varies also from person to person in fact it's like one size doesn't fit all so i think it's knowing your patient trying to guide them in the needs that may benefit them some women may welcome the benefit of uh, education in initial stages of planning a baby mm. to make them aware that uh, miscarriages are common and this may not be the same with some women because that may actually frighten them right so but basically all in all i would say education is very vital in my opinion knowledge that the miscarriages are very common it helps because to some people it's a taboo miscarriages is a topic that never discussed disseminating this knowledge kind of demystifies the topic of a miscarriage and also uh, conscientizes people that this can actually happen mm. and then 
it may not have as much an impact as if you are not aware of such things happening. In certain cultures, like uh, we work in London, it's a multicultural city. You find there are certain cultures that uh, actually put a blame on a woman, a mm-hmm. woman who is miscarrying. So education may actually help out those women so that they don't feel guilty, they don't blame themselves for a miscarriage that has happened. It's very important that we educate women. Uh, and I also think maybe if this education starts from uh, as early as secondary schools, in colleges, in schools, in universities, where the young girls are growing up so that they know what they might confront as they start their families. And the other thing that may actually be beneficial is these days people are also putting childbearing quite far in life because they want to achieve a certain status in education. So maybe talking about egg freezing may benefit some of the women if they know this is a good idea. And also some couples that sometimes marry early, but because of other commitments in life, they put starting a family a bit further. So that's why I think education is really vital. Yeah, you know, you make some really, really good points there. And certain aspects were feelings that I felt. And you know, just having more knowledge, just having an understanding voice, an informed voice telling me that it's going to be okay and that this happens to a lot of people and that you will try again and you will get pregnant very, very quickly made all the difference for me personally. And as far as education goes, I think you're right. It should be done much earlier, even in school. Mm-hmm. And we're so lucky we live in an age when you can freeze eggs. And I think the earlier you do them, the better. So this is just about education again, some very good points. I know that straight after my own experience, the emotional consequences were quite difficult to deal with, if I'm honest. Can we do more as a society to help women deal with miscarriage just from an emotional point of view? Are there resources we can access online and read about Or do you think it's more up to the individual? Obviously, we're doing this podcast so we can educate more women out there. But as a society, what do you think our attitude can be towards women? I would like to emphasize that quite often when women are going through miscarriages, there is always a desire to think that it's maybe something that I did that Mm. resulted in this or something that I did not do that resulted in this. But uh, the reason is there is no, nothing that you, one has done to result in a miscarriage. They are very common. They happen very common. And the chances generally, usually after a single miscarriage, or even two, of having a success, successful pregnancy and having a normal baby are still quite high. So encouraging people to try and conceive again is a good idea and not to blame yourself because literally there isn't anything that that particular woman or the couple themselves have done to cause a miscarriage. And the second point is worrying about what I'm feeling. Is it normal or not? Am I crazy or is there anything wrong with me? Miscarriages affect people differently. There are certain women that freeze 
as soon as they hear the news is delivered to them, they can't understand anything. It's their way of uh, dealing with uh, the news. And then there are some women that maybe they just want somebody to listen to them when they are talking. Then they deal with that. So I think the, the whole point is I'm trying to say whatever you feel when you're going through miscarriage, it's all normal. Mm. And it's all different mm. from a person to person. So it's normal. And what works well for you is just accepting what is going on and trying to get as much help as you can. And we will get there. Mm. I know I certainly went through self-blame. So I think it's just about avoiding that and understanding and listening to this podcast and realizing that this happens and that these are the things that are quite normal to feel and that it's okay to get over them and move on and try again. Yes. So thank you for that. This is, I mean, this is such a sensitive topic. I may not have covered everything. Is there anything in addition to what we've discussed that you'd like to share with the audience at all? I think I've covered uh, almost everything. Okay. It's, it's in general, one, to understand it's common. Number two, to understand that you may be affected differently from maybe your colleague or your friend, and you may cope differently. So it's all normal. How you're feeling is normal. There is still a good chance you will conceive and have a successful pregnancy and have a, a baby, a normal baby. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'll let you get back to your work. Thank you.